Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. be the best amen I've ever heard in this church. Seriously, that was good. That was good. That was good. You guys must have gotten in trouble. Your worship must have stunk because here I came in and hope was up here. So you guys, the flame must have needed to be stoked. I don't know what happened. She'll give me the lowdown. Amen. He's always worthy now. He's got to push through those feelings. You got to push through them. He's worthy. He's worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our praise. Haven't done this for a month or so. COVID update. I just kind of do it whenever I sense that there's breakthrough, whenever I sense there's a new move of the Antichrist spirit. I just come and talk about it again. Just had the vaccine mandate extenuated to get into the United States until January 23rd, for those of you that think it's over. So you can't get into the United States. We, we in China are basically the only first world countries on the planet that have a vaccine mandate to get into their country. So once again, we have something in common with China. We're one of the China and us are two of the seven countries that actually abort babies after 18 weeks. Just so you know where your country's at. For everybody who's like, you know, I love America and America's great. Listen, America is run by a bourgeois, leftist, elitist, antichrist spirit with capitulating Republicans. The Constitution is great. The Bill of Rights is great. The Declaration of Independence is great. Federalism is great, but right now, we need revival 31 months into 15 15 days to flatten the curve. $31 trillion in debt, 31 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, and people think because you live in Florida that it's over. It's not remotely over. Teachers' unions are still trying to get everybody masked for absolutely no reason. Pimping and whoring, if that bothers you, pimping and whoring bothers you, I don't know what to tell you. I have people equate different words with me that they, with cuss words. I say caboose, they say a-hole, and think what we're, when we, and we're saying the same thing. No, that means I can't say but either. There's a difference. Amen. I just like to get things off my chest. Like I said, you guys are, you guys really are my counselor. You're who I go and just spill the beans to. You're welcome. (laughs) 
So they just keep it going. We're still under a state of COVID emergency. That was extended through December. What emergency? I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I used to clean up dead bodies as a law enforcement officer. I, I don't know where the body wagons are. I never see them, the state of emergency. Well, interesting thing that's come out, this is from the Finnish Institutes of Health, that bastion of right-wing conservatism. has come out, and, and this is the latest study, 40% of all COVID deaths were fraudulent. And by the way, that's low. But I told you it will start to come out because they can't hide the bodies and they can't find the bodies to show people. Tom, I didn't come in here for this. I came in here for a nice sermon and to be encouraged. Well, you know what? Instead of you being perpetually encouraged Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, your life never changes, but you're always, you're always encouraged. No bodies ever get raised from the dead. No blind people will ever see. No miracles ever are done through you. You never win the loss, but you are perpetually encouraged. Maybe it's time that you stop being perpetually encouraged and stop kicking against the goats. Obviously, it is too hot in here, by the way, because people are fanning this week, and you're not usually fanning. So whoever can hear me that can run an AC, crank them down. I'm hot. I don't know why it's hot. Why can't we ever find the medium? It's either a meat locker in here or it's too hot. Why can't we ever find the medium? Faith and works. Find the medium. I don't get it. It's just like for years before Pete got in the band, we could never pull off a lead guitar solo. It was either the guitar player or the sound booth. And I would always look back and say, you know when it's a lead guitar lick, you turn up the lead guitar? So we got a guy up there going, and now go, everyone's staring. What, what's he doing? <laughs> Told you. You guys are my psychological counselors. <laughs> Don't worry. If you're hating it, really, you got about an hour and 10 minutes to go. <laughs> Anybody, listen, you, how many of you, everybody in here went to school? I mean, you sat through an hour anyway. You can endure. You just sit there. When your butt starts to hurt, you do the butt cheek rotation. You shift to the right cheek. You shift to the left. You push up. You'll be all right. Amen? So 40% of all COVID deaths, according to the bastion of right-wing conservatism, the Finnish Institute of Health, and you couldn't have caved any more to COVID than Finland did. 40% of COVID deaths are absolutely fraudulent. 40%, and that's a low number. Here's Australia. It's from a senator, whatever his title is, Malcolm Roberts. Make sure you follow him on social media. Respiratory, do you know that there was, they, in 2020, what did they have going on in Australia? Of course, they had the epicenter of the COVID pandemic. They actually had a seven-year low in deaths. So they had less deaths then than 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. 
Less deaths. Strange, isn't it? Now, strangely, they're, they're having an excess number of deaths to the tune of 10,000 more this year than any other average year. Strange, isn't it? With a 96% vaccination rate. And the funny thing about these deaths is none of them are COVID. Their respiratory viral deaths have flatlined since 2019, before the virus. Flatlined, same amount of deaths. People died of pneumonia, people died of the flu, and now people dying of COVID. It's flatlined. Same amount of deaths. But what's gone through the roof? Pulmonary embolisms and heart attacks. Strange, isn't it? Strange little coincidence, but you know what? Tom, that's politics. We're here at the church. Really, people's lives are politics to you, so abortion must be politics to you. It's not politics. It's your human lives. You want them saved. People want worldwide revivals while they're injecting people with a gene manipulator, with a gene-altering vaccine? You want to have a revival? How are you going to revive them when they're dead? How are you going to save them once they're burning in hell for all of eternity? They are then irredeemable. But it's compassionate to say nothing. The number one cause of death in the black community is what? Abortion. 400 plus thousand a year. And I'm called a racist? I'm called, why am I called a racist? Because I honestly don't care about color. I don't care. I'll give you the example that I always give. When I was single, I would have dated anything. <laughs> Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, purple, I don't care. If they had two qualities, I would date them. Hot and love Jesus. The order of that flip-flopped. This is about saving people's lives. Excess deaths from athletes is up 28%. 28%. of the athletes tested in the Big Ten had undetected myocarditis. And there are two symptoms of myocarditis. You feel absolutely fine and then you're dead. It's a scarring of the inner lining of the material around your heart, and it doesn't allow your heart to beat. Difficult. Ask the medical professionals in the room if it is possible to, resus to resuscitate somebody whose heart has no room to beat. Put the paddles on them as much as you want. You can pump them as much as you want. It's not going to happen. See, we care about people, so I speak the truth. That'll cost, listen, at least one person or family will get up and leave sh shortly. Watch. Because they don't want to know. They think I'm a conspiracy theorist. Am I a conspiracy theorist? What's happening right now is the infrastructure was put in place via the vaccine mandates, via the vaccine passports to usher in what's called CBDCs, central bank digital currency. That, it's all being out. Now, why do I speak? Oh, it's politics. It's not politics. It's the book of Revelation. 
He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Revelation 13, 16, and 17. That's been the point of all of this from day one. That is the point of climate change. That is the point of COVID. Climate change wasn't working, so they shifted to COVID. When COVID stops working, they'll shift to climate change. When that stops working, they'll bring back COVID. At Boston University Hospital, they've already created, this is in the mainstream news. This is funded by the NIAID, Anthony Fauci. They've, they've actually created through gain-of-function research a coronavirus that's 80% deadly. They're doing the same thing in a Maryland, in a Maryland uh, research institute with monkeypox. Since 99% of monkeypox victims were HIV positive, i.e. in the homosexual community. That wasn't good enough. Remember they tried to, remember they tried to put masks on you for monkeypox? Listen, the Atlantic Magazine has called out for a pandemic amnesty. Shove it! They sat there and they tried to put a mask on you for a, for a, for a virus that's transmitted by contact. And then when you had an airborne virus, they made you take mitigations for a contact virus. Remember, everyone's squirting off their counters, washing their hands. Doesn't do anything for an airborne virus. They sit there and manipulate you to see how stupid you are. How stupid are you? Because then you just say, well, you know what? Well, those CBD things sound good. You know, they sound good. It's very convenient. How inconvenient is it already? I go to a gas station. This is what it takes. And I got 100 bucks of gas. It used to be $60, but Joe Biden's president. How hard is it? I don't, need, I don't need to be able to go up and put my thumbprint in. I don't need it to recognize my face. I don't need that level of convenience. I don't need somebody whose hand is at the spigot that can shut my account off because I voted for this person or I bought this or I bought that. Oh, oh, that'll never happen. It just happened in Canada not one year ago. You sent 10 bucks to the Freedom Convoy and they shut your account down. I don't want everything linked to digital currency. Well, you know what, then I'll just keep cash. Are you dumb? The cash doesn't exist anymore when it's CBDC. I'll hoard gold. Gold doesn't exist anymore when there's CBDC. This is all about, this is Christianity. Let no one, I'll see if I can do this by memory. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. All the Christians strap masks on, social distance, pimp and whore vaccines, and lock down their churches. Unless the fall, and they ain't coming back. Listen, I challenge you. Remind me of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in case I get sidetracked. It does happen on occasion. You watch videos now. There was a big-name pastor recently who had Stacey Abrams sitting on the front row of his church. 
calling, calling her governor, one of the most notorious baby butchering monsters in history. Who about oh, the governor sounds good? Now, if you actually look back at his church, which used to be a church of thousands, go about eight rows back, and it's empty. Why? Lockdown after lockdown after Zoom service after Zoom service. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man puts into the ground is coming up. Galatians 6, 7. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, until he is raptured out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. You are not called to comply to lawlessness. It is not, it is not, Christ-like to comply with tyranny. It is not Christ-like to comply with stupidity. Put a mask on. For what? Put a, take a vaccine for what? A 99.9% survival virus? Why would I take a vaccine? Why would you make a kid take a vaccine who will never be a significant vector of COVID-19, will never die of it and will never be hospitalized from it. They have yet to show one child worldwide that's died of COVID that didn't have comorbidities. They've yet to prove one. And then everybody just buys right in. You know what that is? That's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. First of all, it's the opposite of being the restraining. You cannot be the restraining of the antichrist spirit and comply at the same time. It is the opposite. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Does the word of God tell you to flee anything? The wicked man flees, though no one pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. There's nothing pursuing you. That's Proverbs 28.1. There's nothing pursuing you. This is, you know, this came to my mind, so I know it's the Holy Ghost. It's a perfect analogy. It's like if you go, because Aaron and I were talking about the Grand Canyon the other night after the podcast. It's akin to if you go on a Grand Canyon tour and you come out and you go, I survived. Everybody survives. <laughs> That's COVID-19. We survived. We, everybody's surviving. The only time excess deaths kicked up was in 2021 after everybody was vaccinated. According to their own statistics, Joe Biden's death count is three times Donald Trump's with, with his administration being a vaccine administration the entire time. Study to show yourself approved. 
Well, Tom, you're just super smart. I pushed around a police car for 25 years. They were not recruiting me at NASA. <laughs> hey, Tom, you know, hey, we, we saw your SAT scores, and you saw you graduated from Lemon Bay High School with a 2.5 grade point average. You available? <laughs> no, I just, I just read things. My, my education... Coming out of Lemon Bay and UCF was enough, which I graduated from UCF with a sterling 2.9% grade point average. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. But I can read. Send me, send me a definitive study that says masks work. Tell me. Tell me how a mask keeps a virus in or a virus out using thread. 0.06 to 0.14 uh, uh, microns is the size of a COVID-19 particle. N95s can stop a particle three times that size. Every nation in the world that's instituted mandatory N95 masks, their COVID rates have gone through the roofs, their COVID hospitalizations have gone through the roofs, their COVID deaths have gone through the roof. There's your, back, there's your COVID update. We need to be the restraining. You're not to be controlled. Listen, you're a slave to one. You're a slave to God. Romans chapter six, verses 21 and 22. You're a slave to him. Whatever he says do, he is worthy of being a slave to. You do. Whatever he says not to do, you don't do. Life is simple. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. That's not the message. It's 11.10. Here we go. Now we'll start the message. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. What? The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. We're talking about deep obedience and the deep things of God. The guide to the deep things of God, as a review, is the Holy Ghost. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now let me tell you this. If you are somebody who's thinking about Christianity, on the cursory edges of it, what's missing in your life is Christianity. What's missing in your life is the forgiveness that's found in Christ. If you are a Christian and there's a void, and you already know it's you, you already know it, if there is a void, it's a lack of a relationship with the Holy Ghost as a person. There's all kinds of people that are going to go to heaven, and when they get there, they don't even really know God. They got their sins forgiven. They repented of their sin. And you have to always put that out there because a whole lot of Christianity is no longer repentance of sin. And they're not saved, if you haven't. But there'll be Christians who legitimately got saved but never really accomplished much, struggled emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever it may be, never experienced the victory that's found in Christ. Why? Because they can't hearken to the Spirit's voice. They don't know his voice. They're never still in knowing that he's God. Only the Holy Spirit himself, and he will scare the life out of you. 
Everyone's always like, you know, he's just gentle and he's just still a small voice. He is a still a small voice, but that still, that still small voice is going to speak to you things that's terrifying to you because he's going to tear down your portrait. It's like he tears mine down. If everyone carries around a portrait of themselves, this is what I want everybody to think of me. Everybody see it? That's what I want everybody to think. The Holy Spirit will come into that and attack it. And it will scare you. He'll come in and say, you know what? You've wasted decades. Are you okay with that? He's the only one that can guide you into the deep things of God. He's the only one that can make you happy. Or you can just continue to search and continue to search and go, you know, my husband will make me happy. Yeah, he'll make you happy for a week and then not for a week and then for a month and then not for three months. Go with the unchanging spirit of God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never has a mood. He never retracts. He never, all he does is if you draw near to him, he draws near to you. That's all he does. But only the Holy Ghost. And you got to talk to him. Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God. God is obviously on the throne of God. The Holy Spirit's in the room. What's he telling you? If he's telling you that you're dumb, which he's told me that countless times, you know what I do when he tells me that? I just go. Pastor Rodney was walking around during the minister's conference hitting people with his Bible. Seriously. Not real hard, except me. He hit me hard. And he comes up with his Bible, and I was just like, go ahead. Boom, right on my chest. Don't worry, I'm not doing that. You can relax. I don't even have my big King James Bible with me this morning. But the Holy Spirit is the guide to the deep things of God. He will teach you what? He will teach you Jesus. Everybody everybody wants to know Jesus without knowing the Holy Ghost. Well, I don't really believe in that speaking of tongues, speaking in tongues thing. How many times did Paul say it? 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and 5, 1 Corinthians 14, 18, basically saying, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Yes, more that you prophesy, but he wants you, that's like saying, you know what? I want everybody saved, but it's greater if you're saved than you win the lost. You gotta start off being saved. So you gotta start off with tongues. It's great if you get the prophetic ministry, but you've got to start with tongues. Well, I don't really believe in that. I was raised Baptist. Stop loving Calvinism more than the Bible. Read the Bible in comparison to your Baptist faith. Read the Bible in comparison to your Catholic faith, your Methodist faith. And then go with the Bible. The Bible is Jesus, and that's what the Holy Spirit will teach you. Jesus after Jesus after Jesus. John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Jesus is the Word, so what you will hear from the Holy Ghost is Bible after Bible after Bible. That's what you'll hear. And it will both destroy your life and then build it right back up to higher heights than you could ever dream of. No eye has seen. 
No ear has heard. No mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Here comes the verse we opened with. The spirit, the spirit of God. I'll read it to you. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So you want what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived? You got to go through the funnel of the Holy Ghost. He'll tell you. He'll tell you if you're a jerk. Do you want to know? Do you? Ask him. Am I a jerk? Am I a mama's boy? Am I scared of my wife? Am I scared of my kids? Tell me. Since the problem inside the church is really, it's a, whole, a lot of times it's a whole bunch of cowards. Scared of their wife, scared of their kids. That's why the righteous should be bold as a lion. I'm not talking about, uh, listen, I'm talking about operating in love. You're not rude about it. You're like, Tom, you appear to be rude. I'll ask any of my friends if I'm ever rude. I'm not rude to people at all. I pretty, listen, I, I've told you this a dozen times. I mosey around my neighborhood. I don't go up to the people who I know are going to hell and tell them they're going to hell. You got a couple living with each other. I know who they are. I don't walk up to them and go, hey, listen, just wanted to give you your daily reminder that you're going to burn in hell for all of eternity. <laughs> I don't go up to the gay couple who lives in my neighborhood, who, by the way, one of them made the mistake of listening to my podcast. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> He's still talking to me. Amazing. Good for him, being mature. You know what? You don't agree, just don't agree. I mean, I know I'm right. I know I'm always right. <laughs> I firmly believe that at all times. I am confident. But the Holy Ghost will teach you the word, regardless of whether you want it or not. What happens is a lot of times people will be confronted with the word and they go, you know what, I'd rather choose religion. And their tradition has made the word of God of no effect. Jesus, as we say all the time around here, is the word. John chapter one, verse one, John chapter one, verse 14, 1 John 5, 7. Jesus is the word. Now what we're actually talking about today is faith, love, and obedience. Jesus is also our faith. Now we believe in Jesus. No, no, no. He is your faith. You gotta get deeper. The deep things of God. Stop believing as a Christian that you believe in Jesus and start understanding that your faith is Jesus' faith. Understand that. Get to the deep things of God so mountains move upon your command. If you just think, well, you know, I believe in Jesus, and you're like, let him ask in faith with no doubt, you go to that mountain and you're doubting. Because I just, you know, I believe in Jesus. But when you, believe, when, you, when you know that your faith is Jesus, the mountain will move. Amen. Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Not faith in Jesus. They keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So our faith is Jesus Jesus is the word, so our faith is what? Is the word. There is no delineation between your Bible and Jesus. 
People who are soft-pedaling and filtering the Bible are soft-pedaling Jesus in Jesus' name. That's why he esteems his word above all his name. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. The Holy Spirit, if you want the deep things of God, will usher you there by telling you all about Jesus. That's how it works. I say all this so that you don't have a superficial understanding of faith because we're talking about the deep things of God. So let me get into the body of this. We're gonna look at faith, love, and obedience and how they are each other. How many of you think they're different? They're not different. I didn't let you raise your hand. How many think they're different? They're not different. They are one and the same. Faith, love, and obedience. You have Christians that say, I'm standing in faith. I'm gonna show you that you're actually standing in love and obedience. It's the same thing. I'll show you if you're actually standing in faith. They're, they're exactly the same. 1 Corinthians 13, 2. This is how people will contradict what I just said. And though I, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. See, Tom, you're wrong. Faith exists outside of love. Are faith and love the same thing? So it says right here, though I have all faith, but could not remove mountains, but have not, but, but have not love, I'm nothing. I forgot to tell you, we're looking at faith in comparison to love first. So are, that seems to contradict what I, what I say. See, you know, Tom, faith existing, it's existing without love there. Well, let's look. First, what does 1 John 4, 16 say? And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So if you were to reread 1 Corinthians 13 too. Now, is there anything else that's love that's not God? I know you're afraid to answer. I would never answer anything in this church, ever. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's like when the sheriff used to come in and say, does anybody have any complaints? Heck to the no. No complaints here. So if you actually reread that verse, is there any love outside of God? The Bible just told you God is love. Well, you know, you have God's love and you had a grandparent's love and a parent's love and a love of dogs. No, only God is love. If you want to move mountains, you've got to understand that only God is love. If you have genuine love for your wife, it is coming from God. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light, Psalm 36, 9. If you have genuine love from her, for her, it's coming from God. If it is not, it will be temporal. Oh, that's impossible. The divorce rate's 60%. So most people are operating in carnal love, which means of the five senses, not pornography. Carnal love is of the five senses. You love each other when you're on vacation. You hate each other when it's day to day. Carnal. So if you reread 1 Corinthians 13, 2, and though I have, I'll read, I'll read it the original way. This is the Bible. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. But if, it actually, if God is love, then it reads this way. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not God, I am nothing. So is faith separate from God? 
Well, okay, let's break this down. You want the deep things of God? Anybody? Let's, let's go deep. No, 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 Tom. That can't be because people can't move mountains without being in love with God. They can't. Without the love of God, without loving God themselves. There's no way they move, move mountains without the love of God. Faith and love are the same thing. Keep that in the back of your mind. So is that true? People can't move mountains without the love of God. Well, if they don't genuinely love God. Well, let's look. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Kind of an important sp a person speaking here. His name's Jesus. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? By the way, that means that they literally cast out devils. And then I named on many wonderful works, not fake works, real wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that works iniquity. So can you perform miracles without the love of God? Now we could get into a long discussion about levels of Christianity and people who are more carnal that are performing miracles, but let's make it easy this morning. Faith and love are the same thing. They're the exact same thing. This is love for God to obey his commands, right? We've got that. This is love for God. So love for God is to obey his commands. Let's go back to this now. Remember our, remember our verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 2. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. But if faith and love are the same things, that means you can't move mountains without love. But that's actually not true. Look at this, Matthew 24, 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I have not God, I'm nothing. But here we have signs and wonders being done. Only, listen, genuine faith and love are the same thing. Look at this, Revelation 13, three. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world marveled and followed the beast. His head was wounded, was mortally wounded and he was healed. Genuine faith and love are the same thing. But you can have a faith that moves mountains without loving. But understand, real faith and love are the exact same thing. Don't worry, I'm gonna show you. Look at this. Revelation 13, 13. He performs great signs so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of, God, in the sight of men. Revelation 13, 15. He was great, granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. That the image of the beast beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. But we're not supposed to talk about CBDCs. Remember that? Just a side note. Because that's not Christianity. That's politics. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Have not God. So the faith that legitimately moves mountains 
and love of God are the exact same thing. There is faith without love and there is love without faith. But genuine love and genuine faith are the exact same thing. There you have it, faith without love. Remember, there is no such thing as faith in God without love because God and love and God and faith are the same thing. Let me give you this example. Let me give you an example of love without faith. I just showed you faith without love. Faith without God is faith without love. Is it the same thing? God is faith. God is love. God is obedience. Here's an example of love without faith. The church's response to COVID-19. Love without faith. Because here's the thing. Genuine love and genuine faith are the same thing. But there's fake love and there's fake faith. And there's actually God will honor the word. You're like, yeah, but you know, there's been, there's been prophets that were caught in adultery that were raising people from the dead and giving sight to the blind. Was that true? Was it genuine? Did it come from God? Absolutely. Because he will honor his word. They will be exposed. God will not let their sin will be fun only for a season. They will be exposed. And then, and then shut down. Because there is no faith without love and there is no love without faith. And again, translated, there is no faith without God. But the, the church's response to COVID-19 was love without faith. So it wasn't genuine love. Because it wasn't the word of God. And they are not mutually, they, they are not mutually exclusive. If you're going to be operating in love, then it has to be the word. If you're gonna be operating in, word, in the word, then it is love. Everybody getting this? Genuine faith does not exist without love and genuine love cannot exist without faith. They are both the same. Why do I tell you all these things? Because it's time to stop struggling. I'm standing in faith. I'm trying really hard. You don't need to. I'm gonna show you this in a minute. First Corinthians 13, four through eight. Everybody knows this verse. That is not, this is not a version of love. I'll read you the verses. Love suffers long, long and is kind. Just put God in there. God is love. So every time you see the word love in the Bible, what is it? God suffers long and is kind. That's true. Love does not envy. Who would God envy? Me? I struggle not eating chocolate every day of my life and God's not gonna, God's gonna envy me? Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Let me just say this real quick, side note, sidebar, put the message aside for just a minute. I have to address this because 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8 is always used to try to defeat Pentecost. Tongues will cease. Why is it they never say knowledge then? They will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will, prophecies will fail. Tongues will cease and knowledge will vanish away. So the only things though, they, whenever you are picking and choosing out of the Bible, you're a heretic. Why is it that they say, you know what, 
tongues are gone. They ceased. They just make this up too. They ceased at the time of the apostles. Let me find that Bible verse. Doesn't exist. Just like, just like the, the, the term eternal security, if you're going to base your entire Christianity on eternal security, it ought to be in the Bible. It's not. So they say, you know what? Tongues are going to cease, but lo and behold, these people don't say knowledge ceases. They're still perpetually trying to gain knowledge. Isn't that odd? So once again, they're picking and choosing pieces of the Bible that fit into their own theology when the Bible should be their theology. But 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 is not a version of love that exists outside of God. So when people try marriage counseling and they go, you know what? Let's try love suffers long and is kind, does not envy, does not parade itself, but they leave God out. It's not love. God is love. God is faith. God is obedience. If you try this without the Holy Ghost, you will fail. Because they're the same. You can't try to not behave rudely. Without God, you will behave rudely. Because you have a no one, you're just trying to love outside of who is love. Faith, love, and obedience are one. So we've got that. Faith, genuine. I'm talking about, I'm talking genuine. Genuine faith is love. Genuine love is faith. So is obedience love? Now, you, a lot of you think, you think you know where I'm going with this, that I'm going to now flamethrow for the next 27 minutes about you need to be obedient and that, you know, obedience is love. You're, you know, I'm going to talk about sin. I'm not. I'm a little bit about sin. 2 Corinthians 10.5. Is obedience love? I'm saying faith, love, and obedience are the same thing because they are all God. We have the faith of Christ. Galatians 2.20. We have the obedience of Christ. Revelation 14.12. Now what about is obedience love? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So if God is love and Jesus is God and we have the obedience of Jesus, then, ob then obedience is what? Is love. This is love for God to obey his commands. I really am pressing in and I'm trying to love God, then obey him. And I'm not even talking about rudimentary obedience, although you have to have that or you're not breathing. John 15, 9 and 10. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Sorry, Calvinist. See those terrible words that, th that throttle your Calvinism? Remain? Kind of tough. If you have words like that, that means you need to change. You know, that's why, listen, that's why many people are very, very weak because they have no fear of God, and the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Um, they don't have, they're not worried. They, don't, they, they guess they just skip over words like remain. That will give them fear to stick. How many of you had a good dad in here that you were scared of? Shout amen. amen. You, that's, what kept you, that's what kept you in line. You knew dad was coming home between 5 and 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Your mom all day would tell you, wait till your dad gets home. 
kept you in line. Ain't nothing wrong with that. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I also have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. So it's established, for now, obedience and love. Obedience is love. Now here's the thing. Is faith obedience? Now we've established things like James 2.18, right? But, so, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So is faith obedience? Tom, you're claiming love, faith, and obedience are the same thing. Is obedience faith? Let's look. But I'm going to go a different direction. Again, I'm not going to throttle you with hellfire and brimstone yet. Actually, I am for just a second. (laughs) It's so funny that in the church, they come up with sayings. We ought to be grace conscious and not sin conscious. Okay, is that a Bible verse? Is, Is it takes a village? Is that a Bible? Everything happens for a reason? Then why do you spout them? Well, you know, everything happens for a reason. No, things happen because people are stupid. <laughs> What's the last thing a redneck says before he dies? Y'all watch this. <laughs> As he drives his diesel-powered lawnmower over a 30-foot ramp. <laughs> over a tank of kerosene. Y'all watch this. That's not, that's not happening for a reason. Everything, listen, religion is everything added to the Bible. That's religion. You are religious if you are fervent for or against anything that's not in the Bible that the Bible's not for or against. If the Bible is for or against it, be fervent about those things. If it's not, then why are you? So they say, you know, we're a, we're a grace-conscious church. We're not sin-conscious. But obedience is faith. Obedience is God. So how are you not sin-conscious? And should you be? Well, Hebrews, this is Hebrews chapter 3, 12 through 14. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Wait, that can't be. You're like, Tom, where do you, how many of these verses do you know? A lot. I, I love debating Calvinists. I have to not do it because I'll spend all day doing it. I love arguments. I like contention. I do. It's carnal. It's carnal. I hate going on vacation. I'm forcing myself to go on vacation at Christmas time. I'm forcing myself. I hate going because there's no tension there. There's nobody to fight with. <laughs> so I read verses like this to Calvinism, to Calvinists, they never send me back a verse. I send them, I send them verses like this and all the other ones I've quoted to you. And I know them like that, I can type them really fast. And they're Googling, oh, there's gotta be something. There's nothing. It's the Bible, you've been lied to. 
Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God written to the church at Jerusalem. Oh, you can never walk away. How many of you know God will never let you walk away? There is nothing. You, can, you can't sin your way out of the will of God. Bull freaking crap. It's not the Bible. That's said so that you keep putting checks in the offering basket. And the pastor can have a six-figure income and call himself successful. What's the next verse? But exhort one another daily. What does exhort mean? Oh, that means to lift each other up. And urge is what exhort means. Urge, goad, prick. That's what it means. The original King James says, why it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Like a sand spur. When you get a sand spur in your foot, it's got to be taken care of. Stat. You're not going anywhere. Most of us have done the, the uh, Florida two-step. You know. Oh. Now, you don't resist it and go, you know what, I'm just going to push through. But exhort one another daily, urge one another daily while it is called today. Listen to this. Sin conscious? We're not sin conscious? We ought to be, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You never mentioned sin in the church? We have come to share in Christ, verse 14. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly to the end the confidence we had at first. This is never preached inside the church. That's why the church is so gullible, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of being smart. You need to have a healthy fear of falling away. Now, how many of you know today, how many of you know that you can just never outrun God? Really? What about Judas? To take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell that he might go to his own place, Acts 125. Never let the Bible get in the way of your own theology. That's the Bible. That's the word of God, amen? amen. So we've established things like James 2.18, but I wanna go in another direction. Faith, you know, just let me read it to you real quick again. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works, right? We've got that. But let's go another direction. I talked about this earlier. Many of us were like, you know what? I wanna stand in faith. Standing in faith. I'm gonna get the victory. I'm gonna grow in faith. Outside of standing in faith, none of that's in the Bible. Grinding, trying, sweating, pining, trying really hard, standing in faith, growing in faith. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the victory in this. All that's a waste of life. How dare you say that, Tom? Because it's all obedience. It's all you gotta do is be obedient. That's the only trying you need to do is be obedient. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work it. Well, how much you you gonna work until blood comes out of your eyeballs? <laughs> all you have to do is be obedient, be, be obedient is because, is because faith is obedience. There is no delineation between the two. Let me show you. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest under your souls. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm standing in faith. I'm going to get the victory. I'm going to grow my faith. I'm grinding. I'm trying. Does that sound like Matthew 11, 28 through 30? I'll give you an example. Do you want to be healed? How many of you are in need of healing in here? How many of you want to bring healing to people in need of healing? Okay, you have to be obedient. I try. I'm not saying you do nothing, because you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to melt away unbelief. But that's again just being obedient. Because faith is obedience. They're one and the same. Mark 16, 18. Do you want to bring forth healing? It says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Not they might, they will recover. Now here's the problem is the three-letter word. Three-letter word that most Christians use, including me. But another one that is often used by Christians whenever you're asking them about dating is the guy that you're dating a Christian, they'll use a four-letter word. Well, okay. Not a good sign, because your yes is supposed to be yes, and your no is supposed to be no. So if, if you want healing, or you want to bring healing to somebody else, you're going to have to be obedient, not grind. I wish I, at some point, I'm going to be able to access you more so I can put hands on you. Because I would grab a body right now, and I would just, come on, healed, healed, come on, be healed. Or they break out long prayers. Yeshua, mighty God of Israel, and Jesus' son, and the Holy Spirit, who's, who's a friend who sticks closer than a brother, we come unto thee today on this partly cloudy day here in Northport, Florida, on this November 6th, 2022. We know, shut up and get to the healing. So lay hands on the sick, do it. But they didn't recover when I did it. Ever happened to anybody in here? Raise your hand if it's happened to you. My hands are up. All right, it's happened right. So it's a problem, right? What's the problem? Unbelief. You do listen to messages. But you have to be obedient. How are you obedient if it didn't happen? How are you obedient? Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the heavens. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, who guides you into all deep things. What yanks you out of deep things? Your mouth. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Somebody wasn't healed. What do you do? You go, you know what? You are healed. We have an unbelief problem. Faith and obedience are one and the same. We're going to be obedient and believe you are healed. We're going to speak it. We're going to believe it. We don't need to grind. We don't need to have a 10-hour sit-in. 
Listen, I believe wholeheartedly in tarrying for an hour. But when you're just sitting there grinding, come on, God. Come on, God, move. Come on, God, move. It's not biblical. It's not how Jesus operates, so why are you doing it? If Jesus is love, and Jesus is obedience, and Jesus is faith, then why are you doing things that Jesus didn't do? And why are you not doing things that Jesus did do? Faith and obedience are one and the same. Look at this, 1 Timothy 5, 12, and 13. Having condemnation because they have cast off their first Faith. How did they cast off their first faith? And besides, they learned to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies saying things which they ought not. So they cast off faith by casting off obedience. Because faith and obedience are what? The same. They're the same in every area of life. And here's another example. If you are in lack, it's a good, this is a good topic right now, because a lot of people are having to come up with some form of deductible right now in Florida. You need a $20,000 deductible. They made sure that they kept it a non-Cat 5 so that you have to pay your deductibles, even though it was obviously a Cat 5. It's so funny how people will inject into their veins a vaccine that comes from corruption. You don't believe the insurance companies. Why do you believe the NIH? Who is run by insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies? 44% of the income going into the FDA comes from the companies they regulate. It's an absolute fact. And you all want to believe what they say? I could go into a whole Rockefeller spiel right now that would last for three hours, but I'm not going to do it. If you are in lack, I, I'll just make it easy. I need, let's say, 5,000. I need 20,000. I need 50,000. I need a million. What do you do? Now, you know, here's the thing. I am very transparent. If that bothers you, I don't know what to tell you. It ain't never gonna change. I've tried to change for like a month, and it didn't work. <laughs> didn't take <laughs> but right now the insurance uh, adjuster estimates for this building the damage to this building are somewhere between three and four million dollars that's a fact nobody's told you guys yet yet okay well now you know 2.5 to 4 million is the damage done to this building now the old Tom Lipley would have spent a month quitting first Crying to Aaron, crying to Hope, crying to Norma, crying to Tommy. Come on, Dad. You're all right. You're like, Tom, aren't you the strength of your family? Eh, not so much. Do I run the show? Absolutely. Ask him. I can't get to them before you do. Ask who runs the show in the house. I run it. Am I the most stable? So if you're in lack, what do you do? Now, I know that we need money. Now, I know there's insurance involved and all that. But right now, I mean, you all are sitting on a concrete floor. Mino likes. Drives me nuts. 
Okay, those little things hanging off over there, they're speaking to me right now. Those lights that are, I mean, right now. From day, from number one. Aaron goes through the building and fixes things or has things fixed, and so does Hope, that they know will plague me while I'm preaching. You need to fix that little hole over there. Tom's going to bother him. But what do you do when you are in lack? You be obedient. So what did I do? I'm shelling out the cash to other people. I'm not hoarding. I'm just giving cash. I mean, you know what? They need this. They need that. You know what I'm giving? I'm giving. And it's not my money to give. It's our money. You don't have to worry. I'm one of the top tithers. My family's one of the top tithers in this church. And so I'm as, much, I'm as much a part of it as you are, and you are, if you're a tither, just as much a part of it as I am. No matter how much you tithe, it doesn't matter because it's a spiritual gift. If, you, if your legitimate tithe is seven cents a week, it's as powerful as the person who's given 10 grand a week. I'm not saying that because I'm a Democrat. I'm saying that because that's the word of God. So if you are in lack... Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Be obedient and start giving. Sacrificially. Oh, I just don't know how we're going to make. Oh, there it is. There it is. The corrupt word just came out of your mouth and grieved the Holy Spirit who ushers you into the deep things of God. You got to, it's faith. In, I'm standing in faith. I'm, no, just be obedient. Give. Give and know that God will come through. Just be obedient. Well, that is faith, isn't it, Tom? Knowing that God will come through, it's obedience. I know God will come through. That's obedience. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For you, doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from God. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James 1, 6 through 8. So if you are in lack, and there's lots of people that are in lack, I was in lack, but God came through. God, gave, I, God came through with my, why would God come through with money for me? I'll just, here's the thing. I'm gonna preach this in a way that nobody else would preach it. Many of you are about to get extremely offended. Why would God, but you met, listen, how many of you are coming for Jonathan tonight? Listen. We've got to average at least 500 every Sunday. It's about 650 in here, roughly. If we've got 850-something chairs out, there's probably 200 empty maybe in here. I don't know, something like that. So we've got like 600 in here, probably a total of 800 in the building. We've got to average 500 in here every night. Don't let me down. Cancel things. It's one week. You'll be all right. Miss the show. And you don't even have to miss anything anymore because it's all recorded. <laughs> now, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, babe. You're awesome. <laughs> Why would God give me money and not you? Like, I, listen, the hurricane hit. I'm 50 G's in the hole. I got to pay a $20,000 deductible. My pool cage blew away. The pool cage I built for $9,700 now costs $42,000. Yeah. 
Now I'm getting a deal on it because I know people who know people. My people got with their people and their people got with their people. Now I get, so I'll just put it this way. Thank God for Bill Fancuck. Otherwise I bet my goose would be cooked when it comes to the, my pool cage. But he came through for me. But that's God. Bill's back, isn't he? Yeah, there he is. Right? If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have Bill. Right? That's how it works. But anyway, so why would God, so I'm 40, 50 grand in the hole. And I had somebody give it to me. Just hand it to me. Hand it to me. And nobody here. Nobody here. Nobody in this church handed it to me. Handed it to me. Why would God do that for me and not for you? Because you hesitate. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth and let no corrupt action take place either. You hesitate. You get money, you hesitate. I never hesitate. Listen, I, I, is it not true that I, that I am transparent before you? I tell you my faults. Do I not? I just told you that I was unstable. <laughs> so I'm transparent. You get the good and the bad. But God rains money on me. Why? Because I don't freaking hesitate. When I get it, I give it. You hesitate. If you got a hundred grand, you would be like, oh man, 10,000? You hesitate. I don't hesitate for a second. I'm sitting there, I sit there with hope, and hope will be like, you know what? I really think we need to give them $5,000. Give it. Give it. Right now, do you, I want you, do you agree? I don't, don't, did God tell you to do it? You don't need me to agree. Go. Go give it. We, we bring our checkbook everywhere. And I get 10 times that back. But you hesitate. I don't. I know, listen, I know I have a need. I'm giving. It's the only way. How am I going to get a harvest with seed I never planted in the ground? Well, there's a pastor who's money grubbing. We don't even pass the plate. How am I money grubbing? I don't have Aaron. You know what, Aaron? Make sure you get an offering song you know, that, that really kind of works the heart. We don't bring we don't bring the offering you know big giant offering buckets up here so people can do their little offering dance on the way up. <laughs> don't do any of that. So I told you it would be in a way that could offend you, but I'm just telling you that's not my struggle. I struggle in other ways, like I told you. I like to fight. <laughs> I do. It's cost me some lonely nights in my marriage. <laughs> it didn't need to be lonely because Hope doesn't want to fight. I like it. I'm like, you know, this little contention, it motivates me. I'm out there working really hard in the yard. <laughs> Most yard work that ever gets done in my life was when I had problems at the sheriff's office or problems with some person. But if you're in lack, you got to give. Look at, look at uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. Does it say that it will be given to you if you don't give? 
A lot of you are choosing the Biden economy. You're choosing it. It's what you want. You don't tithe. Why? I'll set you free. Don't tithe to me. If you're worried about me, don't tithe to me. Just go to the Holy Ghost and say, God, I don't like Tom. So, (laughs) I still want to tithe. Even though you're forcing me to attend Foundation Church, because if I try to go anywhere else, you convict me back there. Those for those of you that are watching, you know that it's you. We 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 average just two to three hundred. I love all of you that are watching right now that call us your 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 church home. How many people are watching right now, Aaron? You know, two hundred fifty people are watching right now. That's two hundred fifty accounts. That's 250 accounts. I don't know how many people are watching because we have people that we are their church. They gather an assembly in their homes and even even people have rented facilities and they have a big screen up and we're their church right now. So we don't know. We don't know how many people are watching right now. But a lot of people, you're choosing. You're choosing Biden's economy. You're like, you know, I just don't, I don't, you know, I don't like you. Here, here's what you do. Just tie it to Jonathan. Yeah. Revival today. Just tie it to him for a month and watch what God will do. Amen. Watch. Now, where should you tithe eventually? God will correct you and make you tithe here. I'm just telling you, activate the Holy Ghost. You're not getting it if you don't. Well, you know what? That's an Old Testament principle. That's a bold-faced, I'm putting the F word in there, freaking lie. That's a lie. It's not, it was pre-old covenant. It's Genesis chapter 14, 18 through 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said to him, blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. It's no old covenant. That's the Abrahamic covenant. But by the way, your covenant is mirrors the Abrahamic covenant, not the law. And you're going to hold your tie then, you muddy, money-grubbing, cheap, tight wad? Well, I just don't know why God doesn't come through for me. Because you don't come through for him. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with whatever measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That's why I get money, other people around you get money, and you don't. You're welcome. And then you try it. And then here comes that three-letter word. But I tried it, and I got nothing. Is that a corrupt word coming out of your mouth? That's not standing in faith, i.e. standing in obedience. It says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. It's darkest before the dawn. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So keep your mouth shut. And it's not just keeping, that's Galatians 6, 9. It's not just keeping your mouth shut to certain people. It's keeping your mouth shut, period, 
You know my wife doesn't tell me things? Seriously. She doesn't tell me things because I don't need to hear it. And this is going on. This year. See, everyone's afraid of me, so they go talk to Hope. <laughs> Thinking that Hope's the one to talk to. She's way worse than me, but that's who they go and talk to. <laughs> I don't tell you about all the things that are said, what the emails that come in. I, she, you know, I don't need to know. She just keeps her mouth shut. Doesn't say anything. And I do the same too. Things happen between me. Things happen between me and staff. Things happen between Everyone probably thinks if it happens with Tom, he goes and tells something. No, I don't. I don't tell her things. Honestly, I don't. If I have to tell her, I will. If I feel compelled to tell her by the Holy Ghost, I will. But I don't. I let my words be few. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Ecclesiastes 5.2. If you, if you have if you've planted seed, you don't need to grind it out. I'm standing in faith. I'm standing in faith. You're, you're prostrate all day. You, you're, you're activating the old, the old covenant. You're, you went and burned some stuff and you got yourself, you're in ashes and sackcloth. And you're trying and you're trying. You don't need to do it. Be obedient. I did it. God is going to come through. Yeah, you said that. You said that three months ago. You still didn't have it. Get behind me, Satan. You're not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of the things of men. Get behind me, Satan. God will come through. You say it over and over and over. You have to have this. I wasn't going to preach this, but I'm going to preach it. You have to have this mindset. I'm going to see if you can catch it. Now, I had a man leave the church one time because he thought that I was advocating that, you, that God was okay with you dying before your time. I'm not. You're supposed to live 120 years. Outside of martyrdom, divine ordained martyrdom. You're supposed to live 120 years. No disease, no sickness, illness, disease, accident, nothing. You can go parachuting today if you want, motorcycle riding, do whatever you want to do. You are free. Amen. Everybody understand where I stand on that? But here, how do you get to that place of not being afraid of death? Look it in the eye. Look it in the eye. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if God doesn't come through, we're good. They weren't saying that there was a possibility that God couldn't come through. But what you do is you defang fear when you know, Philippians 1.21, for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. You defang. You're not ever going to die. But you can get rid of the fear by knowing there's nothing to be afraid of. You see what I'm saying? That's what you do. And if you're, not, if you're like, you know what, it just hasn't come through, you'll still be all right. But it's not that he's not going to come through. You see what I'm saying? Everybody catching what I'm telling you? It's never that he's not going to come through. It's never that he won't be your defender. It's never that he won't protect you. But it's easier to stand in faith when you have nothing to be afraid of. But he will always come through. Always. Well, I've seen it where he didn't. There you go again. There you go again. We've all lost people. I just caught a glimpse of a good friend of mine that's sitting here who lost her husband because he was COVID killed at Inglewood, Inglewood Memorial Hospital, whatever, Inglewood Hospital. Never should have happened. Well, that was evil that did that, not God. Not God. God will always come through. 
We can speak corruption by naming the times that we say he didn't. He did. You just didn't know it because of unbelief. You already have Romans 8.32. All things. You have them. You're just blinded to the fact that you have them. I am too. I am too. I have victories that you don't. You have victories that I don't. The only reason that we don't have victory every single time is unbelief. So you act in faith, right? I'll finish right here. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. You know, you're sitting there and you're waiting. I planted the seed and I'm waiting. You're perplexed. But if you get into despair, you're now into unbelief and corruption has come in. And you can expect not to receive. Not because God didn't provide, but that he did and you won't see it. It's just like, here's the thing. If you get into corruption, you'll never meet Bill Fancook. You see what I mean? If I had done what I swore that I would do, sorry to pick on Bill. Bill just gets back from Columbia. He's probably exhausted and I'm picking on him. If I would have done what I swore to do, God still provided, but I wouldn't have been able to receive it. I wouldn't have been in a position to receive it. I swore many times in the old church building that I drove off, I don't know how many times. I quit. I hate Christians. I hate this building. I hate myself. I hate the piano. Whatever. I hate it. And if I would have done that, then God had it planned for somebody to come in and help me after the hurricane. But I never would have known Bill. Do you see how I missed it? Because I ushered in corruption. Your words do the exact same thing. They blind you to the provision of God. You don't even know that he provides. You're hard pressed on every side. We all are right now. We're all waiting for the pool guy. We're waiting for the adjusters. We're waiting for the checks. They don't want to uh, issue the checks. So we call again. Hard press, you know, Jonathan and I have been going back and forth for years. Got to have you come in. Yeah, I want to come in. I want to have you come in. I got to come in. It's all me. It's not him. In all honesty, I like to preach, so I don't like to miss on Sunday. But anyway, (laughs) but it it wasn't really for those reasons. It just didn't didn't pan out. Now, finally, when I get Jonathan here, look at our church. (laughs) Now, you know, we've got it hidden for the most part. In my, in my office, I can barely roll in my chair now because it's sitting on the floor with all that goo and it's all now gotten onto the wheels so I have to like push, it's good leg workout, but I have to push really hard because there's nothing. So listen, it's not, it may not be what we want. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Unless you speak that you're crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but never destroyed. You be obedient. Standing in faith means being obedient. Never worry. No, Tom, you can't. Yes, you can. You can never worry. You can honestly never worry. Keep your mouth shut. Be obedient. I'll close with this. Worship team, make your way. Be careful for nothing. What does that say? Should we translate that to the Greek? 
Nothing means nothing. Don't worry about anything. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. We're doing Philippians 4, 6, 7, 8, and we're done. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Faith and obedience are one and the same. You want to stand you want to stand in faith? Simply obey. There's no, there's no Rubik's Cube to figure out. So I really want to know God's will. Be obedient. There's nothing for you to figure out. Your steps are ordered, but only one at a time. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. You know. Whatever the situation is, you obey. That's your step. But a lot of us don't. If we're honest, we don't. What do you do? Let me ask you this. What do you do when your wife annoys you? I'll, make it, I'll flip it the other way. What do you do when your husband annoys you? Oh, that never happens. Some of you are looking at me, he's so sad. It's so sad that on occasion for you this happens. Yeah. So sad for you. So sad. See, now I'm about to rip myself a new one. Nobody in my house outside of Tommy will eat anywhere near me. <laughs> I told you, unstable. Blake Shelton. Why? Tommy's just like, Dad, get over it. He's done that before he could beat me up. He can beat me up now, but he couldn't beat me up three, four years ago. He's like, Dad, just get over it. If I'm sitting there and I'm watching a documentary, I mean, a Hallmark movie, and <laughs> which, by the way, I'm about 10, 15 in now already, since October 21st. And by the way, the Lifetime Christmas movies are fantastic. Flipping back and forth, got like 15 recorded. But anyway, so if I'm sitting there in someone's opening packages or eating something crunchy, what do I do? See, now, if you're going to operate in faith, which is obedience, then you just simply go to, go to the word. Proverbs 12, 16. A fool shows his annoyance at once. But a prudent man overlooks an insult. A fool shows his annoyance at once. Keep that in mind. You are, I'm grinding it out. I'm, I'm standing in faith. No, you show your annoyance at once. You're not obedient. You're not standing in faith because obedience and faith are the same things. It's not complicated. I'm in that situation and someone's next to me. Most, if not all, of Norma's friends have gone through the Tom Lipley School of Proper Eating. <laughs> Stop! Chew with your mouth closed. I've told you this before, I'm going to tell you this in closing. I owned a pig for years. Name is Miss Piggy, 300-pound wild hog. And I used to feed her Thin Mints. 
She loved Thin Mints. She loved everything. She loved Thin Mints especially. And I go out. Now, she didn't eat Thin Mints by the cookie. She ate Thin Mints by the sleeve. And I used to just, like, raining down money. I used to get the sleeve out, and I'd be like, and she'd just eat them. And they, I mean, this is what she sounded like. If a pig sounds like that, you ought to not sound like that. So you can be balanced and not be a nut job like me. They're opening a Doritos wrapper package. I do the same thing. I'm not annoyed by me. It's not obedient. Amen? But that's how it works. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. And in the midst of that, thanking God, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God. Which, with the peace of God, which passes all understanding, should keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, what else do you do in closing? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Not it hasn't happened yet. There it went. You just corrupted it. When you say things like, keep your, don't, even people will come up to you and tempt you. I know you've been praying over this and it really hasn't worked. No, it's worked out. God, look them in the eye. God will come through. The seed was planted. The proper things were said. God, the prayers were prayed. I ask, therefore, I will receive. God will come through. Amen? Stand with me. Praise you, Lord. All right, if you're, if you're coming to Jonathan tonight, stretch out your hand with mine. Do not miss for any reason. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. It's 1218. You'll be out of here by 1220. Got it? That's all I'm going to tell you. The greatest pure preacher in America will be here tonight. You do not want to miss tonight. When, you brought, when I bring people in here, they're better than me. He is, listen, the greatest preacher I have ever heard. The greatest pastor, the greatest pastor is Rodney Howard Brown. The greatest services are Rodney Howard Brown. He's the Tom Brady. And Jonathan's the Aaron Rodgers, greatest pure passer. Don't miss tonight. How many of you need a touch from God? You need to be here tonight. Do not miss, amen? Every hand in the air, Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We dedicate this week of revival to you. We prophesy right now that this will be a life-changing, life-altering, mountaintop to mountaintop week in Jesus mighty name and the church shouts amen God bless you thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message we hope that you have been encouraged and empowered if you would like to partner with us please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on give